right, I think we're live, and I think there's loud noise behind me from a coffee maker. And uh, I'm in Chicago, Doug Padgett here, Rob Ryersey, soon to be in Chicago. I'm hoping the sound is even tolerable for uh, people because don't have headphones, don't have all, but Rob, what we do have is some political news for the day. Oh, yes. I, I don't know, Doug, is there anything for us to talk about today? <laughs> 19 people inside of the, how, how do they refer to it? The enterprise inside yeah. the enterprise of criminality that went on in and around counting the votes and the electoral representatives at the Electoral College from Georgia. Donald Trump yeah. leading an enterprise. I was thinking, Rob, this might be the thing that Donald Trump has been most effective at doing. Mm. Lost money as a businessman running a casino. Mm -hmm. <laughs> His stake business went under. His college was seen as a fraud and was prosecuted by the government for being a fraud. His businesses mm -hmm. are have him in such debt that he owes money to Russian oligarchs. But what yeah. does he do? He puts together a criminal conspiracy like no one I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's true. And, you know, if... It feels like he he probably even holds the world record for presidential indictments at this point, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he might hold the he might hold the record for indictments of people in many prisons. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. All right, so let's let's talk about this. What's super interesting about the George? In case people haven't heard, late last night the um, the fourth indictment of Donald Trump came out. This one from the state of Georgia, as we, as, as Doug has pointed out throughout uh, this podcast, Donald Trump has been indicted for crimes that he allegedly committed before he was president, during his presidency, and after his presidency. He's like the alpha and omega of criminal activity. He also has been indicted at the local level in New York, at the state level now in Georgia, and at the federal level by uh, uh, by uh, special counsel Jack Smith, I mean, in both in both Florida and D.C. I mean, so he, I mean, he just has all the criminal bases covered. Yeah, he's just so he, he really gets around the man's crimes. Yeah. He didn't do much between the election and the end of the presidency. A lot of us remember him not doing yeah. much didn't hear yep. from him, didn't see him. He wouldn't do press conferences. He wouldn't govern. He wouldn't meet with his cabinet. He was just sulking away. But what he was doing was conspiring against the United States and conspiring against yep. the, uh, the the good people of Georgia and elsewhere. Yeah. So this this indictment is it's a it's a, a racketeering charge. It's a RICO charge that's often used against organized crime and uh you know the the mob um he is indicted for um his attempts to thwart the um uh, the uh acceptance the certification of the uh election in georgia uh, interfering with or influencing a public official to violate their oath of office. Um, he's indicted for um, uh, lying and, uh, and, and 
and participating in uh, uh, in all of these untruths. And what's real interesting is along with him, uh, it indicted includes Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell Lowell. Uh, or is she just Sidney Powell now? She's no longer a Lowell. I'm not sure. Oh, um, I didn't know that. It was. I, I'm not sure. Family, I don't know. Family changes. I don't know. I don't know. Um, John Eastman, uh, and so. You know, really significant folks. If you remember back to watching the uh, really the best show on television last year, the uh, the January six hearings. Um, you know, all of these were were folks that played a part of that. Uh, and and what's super interesting to me is there's a little sentence in the indictment. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. It ha- it came out late last night. I will read it later today. This one is a 98 page indictment, which I think is the longest of the, all the indictments. Um, it's not the most charges, but it's the it's the longest in terms of of narrative, and verboseness. Um, there's a line in the indictment um, in which John Eastman admits that asking Mike Pence to delay the um, the certification of the votes on January six, the certification of the electoral. Uh, count on January 6th to delay that for 10 days. John Eastman apparently said in writing, uh, I don't know if it was an email or what, that that would be a violation of the Electoral Count Act. A small one, a minor violation, but a minor viola- um, violation nonetheless. All of this indicates, all what that tells us is this was not just normal political conversation. This is not normal political speech. This is not the person who gets up on election night and says, there's still votes to be counted. We believe we won. Let's wait for all the votes to come in. Like we hear off happen all the time. Or this is not like Hillary Clinton saying, I think I probably won that election and some Russia interfered to keep it from happening. This is not, you know, Al Gore saying, uh, you know, the, the Supreme court was wrong in uh, stopping the recount in Florida in 2000. All of like political speech is absolutely acceptable and you can complain. You can, you can wish for a different, outcome, you can say that another outcome should have happened. What you cannot do is attempt to interfere in the actual counting and certification and acceptance of the vote. You cannot violate the Constitution, the oath of office that that office holders take and the process that we go through in making sure that every vote counts. And the thing that is different between what Donald Trump and his criminal enterprise did versus all, all of the other, all of the other uh, people that have complained about election results in the past is they took definite specific actions to thwart the outcome of the election. And that is what they're being charged with. They're not being charged with saying, Oh, we think we won. Yes. Because they're allowed to say, Oh, we think we won. They're they're even allowed to say we won. They're even allowed to say the other people cheated. They're even allowed to say uh, it was rigged. They're allowed to say. Yes. 
What you sure. cannot do is it shouldn't say call, that stuff. What you cannot do is call election officials in the state of Georgia and say, "Hey, listen, we need you to get us yeah. eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes." What you cannot do is gain illicit access to the Dominion voting machines yes. in Coffee County, Georgia, in an attempt to manufacture some. Uh, some yeah. you know conspiracy that the voting machines were hacked what you cannot do is try to convince the vice president of the united states to violate his oath of office and the law and the electoral accounting act to delay the certification of the election yes. and what you cannot do which is parenthetically not part of the georgia charges is incite a mob to storm the capitol yeah it like you Complain all day. Claim you won all day. And I would love to add to what you can't what, what you can't do. You can't put forth an alternative set of government representatives called electors to represent yes. the state of Georgia. Sign Georgia. documents saying those people are the official representatives of the state of Georgia to the Electoral College. And then try to put those people into a position where their actions will replace the actions of those who have been uh, yes. duly assigned. And they did those things. This yes. is the thing, th this is the little, this is the piece of it that's interesting to me. They actually worked for two and a half months on options, like not plans, doing things to try to replace electors in Georgia, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, and in Arizona. And in Georgia, the prosecutor has gone through and found the records of these actions and these activities. So when people say it, and you know, my co-host on the Monday edition of Red Hat, Blue Hat, Gacy was texting me this morning about how this is just all rigged and how um, you know, uh, all he's doing is expressing his opinion, all the things you were just saying. And when you hear that from Trump's lawyers, when you hear it from your family and friends, when you hear this, this kind of argument, just remind them, it's not about what they said. It's not about what they thought. As Rob put it, it's about what they did. Yes. <laughs> and they did these things. And here's the thing about Eastman's comment. Okay, technically it would be a minor violation of the Electoral Count Act. That is not like saying, hey, um, I, I ran downstairs, which I just did a few minutes ago because I'm here in Chicago at by the way, Rob, at the Parliament of the World Religions event. I know. I, I know. A parliament. I know. A parliament. A parliament. Yes. Yes. I was telling, I was telling Whimsy this morning that uh, I was headed to uh, Chicago. And she's like, why are you going to Chicago? And I said, I'm going to the Parliament of World oh, Religions. Pippy, pippy, Whimsy. Just, I'm off to the Parliament <laughs> to see the World Religions. She just looked at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I, I literally had to look up uh, the meaning of the word parliament because I'm like, I think that's like a government term that relates to monarchies, as it turns yeah. out. Um, it is, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I'm here in Chicago. What's, what's a minor violation was the parking charges started at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I had to run downstairs to get my license plate number. So on my app, I could yeah. pay the, uh, parking costs. And I was five minutes after eight. That's a minor violation. A minor violation yes. is when you say to the building inspector, 
who comes to make sure you did your bathroom right. Hey, I had to run this piping like this because I've got this stud in this place. It's like, okay, that's not technically what we do. Just a minor violation. I'm going to let it slide. Yes. Those things happen in government yes. all the time. That's totally Attempting reasonable. Attempting to overturn a presidential election is not a minor yeah. violation. Yes. The Electoral Count Act is not considered a minor violation. I mean, the... So for him to type it, however John Eastman typed the information that he sent off to the to the others in the criminal enterprise, is it going to be called criminal Trump criminal enterprise? Is that going to be that? Is there going to be a, a meeting outside of a building somewhere that sort of looks like a lawn care business where Rudy Giuliani is going to step up and say, as a member of the criminal enterprise, uh, I mean, just the fact that in Georgia they get to call this criminal enterprise is just too good yeah. to to believe it's I, a I, I, criminal I w- enterprise i want to make some predictions um it, w- one not very serious and then a couple of serious uh one um and by the way i don't know if you know this doug i got a four seasons landscaping t-shirt for christmas uh this last year, uh, which is just amazing because I have fantastic family members. Um, it says lawn and order on it, which is just great. Oh. Uh, so yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah, I know you love a good pun. The, uh, oh, the four love seasons a good dad joke and a good land. pun. You know yeah. why I like puns? Uh, because they're funny. That's why. Yes. Uh, so here's like the not serious, here's the, the not serious, um, uh, prediction Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, Instagram, everywhere is going to be inundated by the end of the day with Rico Suave memes related to Donald Rico Trump. Rico Suave? Yeah, you don't remember that song from the uh, I don't know, early I, 90s? Rico Suave? The you, don't, you don't remember that? You don't remember that guy? What? what you, you, you got people bringing you. House plants at the at the, at the Airbnb, Doug. Uh, I don't have somebody bringing me a house plant, but just a moment ago on the chat, if people are following on the chat, yeah. a person made a, a comment, and then that person literally showed up right here. Look at this. I, I brought you there, Brandon. Excellent, Brandon, Brandon Pfeiffer. Brandon from Chicago, Brandon. and I'm in Chicago. Yes. So if you didn't know, yes, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think we're going to be inundated with Rico Suave uh, memes. Uh, Doug, okay. if you're not familiar with Rico Suave hey, and can, that song, can you brief me quickly on the Rico Suave? Uh, it was one. It was a terrible song. I would guess in 1991, that was just maybe 92. Just absolutely horrible pop song that was super popular, and you know it was some you know some guy in a you know with washboard abs okay. in the oh, music oh. video or Rico. Oh. Suave and why and what why why are we going to be inundated with those now though I think it's Rico, Rico, oh my Rico, Rico. Somehow I missed it. Somehow I Rico. missed the Rico. Yeah. Okay. So that's my okay. I I think this indictment is very very important. I actually I'm now thinking this might be the most important of the four indictments for a couple of reasons. Really. I have I have two predictions Plus here. Um, number one. Sit right here. Uh, Fannie Willis has said that um, she will give um, Trump and the other co-defendants, and by the way, parenthetically, 
totally fine with the phrase co-defendants as opposed to co-conspirators because co-defendants doesn't already have a, you know, an adjoining uh, prefix in it. But so she's given uh, Trump and the co-defendants until August 25th to surrender or be arrested. Yeah, that's a long Uh, time. That's like a week from Friday. Right. In each of the no hurry, no of, hurry with 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 Fonnie Willis. She is taking yeah. her time on these indictments. She's taking yeah. her time on when they show up. In each of the other um, in each of the other indictments, um, and it's crazy that we have a pattern here that we can talk about. Um, Donald Trump's negotiation, uh, neg- Donald Trump's team negotiated what his when his surrender would be in New York, in Florida, in Washington, D.C. Um, all of that was carefully scripted. Uh, it was timed. It happened a day or two after the indictment came down. There was not a big delay. Um, and it was all uh, it was all really done in private and in secrecy. Uh, I believe that Donald Trump is going to pick this indictment as the hill to die on, so to speak. I think this is the one where he's going to dig in his heels. I do not believe Donald Trump is going to surrender on on August 25th or before. Really? I believe I believe he is going to try to force the hand of um, Georgia officials to come and get him. And like... I think that they like a in a, a warrant for his arrest will be issued. I believe he will avoid the state of Georgia so that so as not to be arrested. I think there's going to be some kind of confer I think he wants that confrontation. What has happened in the past is that each like the indictments themselves were shocking and enough of a firebrand to uh illicit uh, campaign donations in, in millions and millions uh, with each subsequent indictment the there's a certain amount of indictment fatigue that is set in um, I mean not for me uh, but for Trump donors and his ability to fundraise off of these indictments has dramatically decreased I think that he needs some kind of big inciting incident to uh inspire his what you're saying and and i think he needs the spectacle i think he like this martyr complex i think i think he digs his heels in and he will refuse to surrender i think they're going to force him to uh, to be arrested i think probably federal law enforcement is going to have to get involved and (laughs) i think we are going to see a perp walk with Donald Trump. We already know that Georgia has said that um, they're going to do, I mean, this is, well, they've said, this has been widely speculated that two things, one, that they're going to do the mugshot. We haven't seen a mugshot. There hasn't been a mugshot. Georgia said they're going to do the mugshot. Georgia also allows cameras in the courtroom. This is going to be the election or the election, the indictment that is, and the trial that is that is most remembered because we're going to get all of the footage of it. I think Donald Trump knows that, and he's got to position himself at the beginning as a martyr who's being persecuted. 
And that happens when, you know, you know, you have the right to remain silent. Everything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Arrest it. You know, I think the perp walk is exactly what he wants, and it's going to happen this time. That's number one. Okay. All right. Solid prediction. On Tell me I'm wrong. Detail Tell me I'm wrong. I feel like there's a script somewhere you've been working on that involves <laughs> uh, notes to directors and actors on, on how this is all going to go down. You got this. You got this laid out. Uh, I think here's how it's going to go. I think they're going to let people plead via digital communication in Zoom. They're not going to make them all go there and show up. And over time, before the 25th, they're all going to set up their little appointment because 19 people have to are being charged with this. So 19 people have to be figured out and processed and and make all this happen by the by the 25th, which in, in one way is a long time, a week from Friday. But if you have 19 people who need to coordinate schedules and lawyers have to show up and just think about what's happening already in Florida with Trump's other in his Florida based criminal conspiracy called the mm-hmm. Enterprise. One of those people still hasn't pled because he doesn't yeah. have a lawyer registered in the state of Florida. So that's been delayed and delayed and delayed. So I think they're going to figure out a way to expedite this um, because the same judge has to deal with 19 criminal defendants. So, um, and then I think what's going to happen is they're going to delay this, this trial because of all of these defendants who may or may not have different lawyers are going to keep putting motions in front of the judge. And this thing isn't going to go to trial until 2025. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my guess. So I, yeah, I, 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 I have a, rather than I have a, the next six months, we're going to have a, a TV trial, which I was hoping for last night after listening to Fonnie Willis last night saying she's yeah. going to charge them all at the same time. One big trial. Yeah. Um, the, the length of that, the objections that are going to be, I mean, it's just going to be uh, endless. Yeah. Yeah. Endless in, amount of stalling yeah. and delays and so on. Yeah. But that, that's chat, my it, guess is that this is going to, we're going to hear about it. Then it's going to turn into court uh, scheduling questions yeah. for the next 24 months. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just suggesting in the chat that the thing that will most delay the trial is Atlanta traffic. Uh, which is <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, okay, so <laughs> well, and then, done, and then Alex and, is true to something, so I'm going to steal Alex's uh, true statement and plop it after my comments. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know what she was referring to. True. Um, so, so, I, so I think it's going to be really disappointing. Is frankly, is my is my worry. Well, um, we have two very different yeah. uh, senses of how this is going to play out. Yeah. If I, if I like you, your I like your version much better. That would yeah. be much more uh, uh, fitting, but yeah. Um, if your version of events takes place, um, we my second prediction will will n- not come true. Um, oh, if my version of events takes place, especially the speedy trial, then this is a possibility. Here it is. Um, This indictment and subsequent criminal trial 
will be the one that keeps Donald Trump from being reelected as president of the United States. And here's why. Um, many of us for a long time have thought, okay, if he gets indicted, that'll be the end of him. If he gets convicted, that'll be the end of him. Yeah. Like he, you know, and it, it, it's just simply not the case. Yeah. If he's, if he is indicted in Florida, if, if he's convicted in Florida, or if he's convicted in um, in DC, um, he those are federal charges. Uh, there is no federal law that says a felon cannot be cannot serve in office. Uh, there's no federal law that says that. So if he's convicted, you know, of January six, the January six indictment. Um, he's got an argument that he can still serve as president and yep. even serve as president from, from jail, you know, right. you know, talk about, you know, they talk about, you know, the, uh, the Texas white house of, you know, that George W. Bush's <laughs> ranch. I mean, you just imagine like the, you know, <laughs> the, the like alternative white house of like whatever jail cell Donald Trump is in. Del block C. Um, <laughs> yes. but I was a um, show on from Australia called Prisoner Cell Block C, women in prison. Yep. It'd be Trump, the Trump uh, yep. annex in Cell Block C. Yes. Well, yeah. he would pardon um, if he's elected president. He doesn't have a problem. He's not going to still be in jail while he's yes, yeah. He's him. going to pardon himself. Uh, but there's that being convicted does not does not bar him from being reelected as president of the United States. However. If he is convicted in the state of Georgia by the state of Georgia, um, Georgia law, um, as is the law in many states, including Arkansas, where I am, the state law, the state constitution indicates that a felon may not serve in office in that state. What's going to happen is Donald Trump, who will be the Republican nominee, his name will be taken off the ballot in Georgia and other states with similar laws will follow through, will follow suit and say, he's a convicted felon. He cannot be elected. You know, we, in our state, yeah, that's going to be interesting whether those laws mean you can't be elected by the people of this state or you can't serve in this state because as the president, he doesn't serve. Right. But he's not an elected official of Georgia. He's an elected yes. official of the federal That'll be a right. And those Republican states, they will change that law before. Yes. But, (laughs) but you know what? Drafted up that. that Yes. But legislation. Donald Trump cannot get to 270 electoral votes without Georgia, without (laughs) Michigan, without Pennsylvania, all of which are places where. Well, well, here's here's Wisconsin raising. So I think Donald Trump may be convicted in Georgia, may be the Republican nominee for president and not be able to win no matter what, because his name won't be on the ballot in well, Georgia, yeah. Michigan, and a variety of other places. Yeah. And that, that would all be predicated on the trial happens and he's convicted right. before November or yep. late. But October, that's why this, this, like Georgia is a major swing state, yeah, really significant purple state. Um, 
you know, and, and so what this trial, I think, is the most important one and and is going to be the one that's going to determine whether yeah. or not Donald Trump has a chance to be real. Well, I, th and I think you're right. And I think these charges actually will perform that same that same function. Just being reminded, Donald Trump, as the sitting president of the United States, with all the power that comes with that, did not win the popular vote in the state of Georgia three years ago. The idea that he is now going to be more electable after Repu the Republican governor, the Republican secretary of state, and the other Republican officials that have flipped on, turned on, on him, it, it, it turned him in for these, for these crimes, he's, that he's going to be more electable in Georgia than he was in 2020 is just fantasy beyond belief. Like, yeah. the, the, the Georgia apparatus, at least as a impacts Republicans. There's going to be some percentage of Republicans that will say, I don't believe Jack Smith. I don't know that I believe, you know, those people up in Manhattan, but this is in our state. And I'm not going to, they're not going to be willing to say that the Republican officials in their state are as corrupt as they think Joe Biden is or anything else. They, they can't put this on Joe Biden's corrupt justice yes. department, all that. Because they so have is, voted for Brian Kemp yes. and, and, and not for Donald Trump. And, right? Right. At the same time, they didn't vote for Trump. They split the ticket, voted not for Trump or for Biden, and then voted for Kemp. So the idea that, that he needs to be removed from the ballot is could very well happen. You very well could be right. But it may not even matter if he's on there because there's just not going to be enough people in recent elections in Georgia. Uh, it has not gone Donald Trump's way. And the idea that some people who didn't vote for him in the past or voted for Ossoff or voted, didn't vote for Herschel Walker are now going to be like, well, you know, I think Donnie's been treated. Wow. 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 That was. Herschel Walker, didn't wow. <laughs> wow. Forgot about that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and look, here's, here's the thing that Alex is bringing up in the, in the chat, which I think is a good question. And that is that Republicans at the federal level were saying, we're not going to impeach Trump because he's out of office now for what he did January 6th, interfering with the elections all over the place. But criminal prosecution can handle that. That, that was Mitch McConnell. And now that the criminal prosecution is handling that, they're now saying, hey, they shouldn't be making this political. Right? I mean, it's just really hard to, to take them seriously. And there's just enough people who care about politics who are going to step away from Trump. And most people don't care. And they're just like, oh, look, he lost last time. He cheated. He lied. He's being charged. Like your average person doesn't listen to our podcast or watch the news that we do. And once you get headlines in Georgia that Trump is indicted in a criminal enterprise, 3%, 4% of Republicans are going to, Republican voters are going to be like, I'm just out on that guy. That's enough. Like he can't win. Yep. And if that happens in Arizona and in Wisconsin and Michigan, that's why, you know, the people that are paying attention is, and that's why Trump is so worried because he now has to bring in new voters to replace those who are just like for us in Georgia, this is a tipping point. It's not federal charges. So I think you're right on this point that the state charges are more powerful to a lot of people's imagination than the, than yep. the uh, yeah. federal charges and, because it doesn't feel like the federal government doing bad things right it feels like listen, the state government doing state government things in the american imagination we don't have a category for uh insurrectionist <laughs> you know like 
I mean, before January 6th, that was not a word that any of us no. used. I mean, we, we don't have a category for that person who incites a riot to stay like, it just like, that's not like, we don't have a word for that. We don't have a, we don't have a mental image of that. What we do have is, a, and, and so I, my point is, is that people, I think people have a hard time envisioning that they've like, it takes some, it plowing some new ground, which is a difficult thing like mentally to create that category in your mind and have some, Oh, okay. I understand what Donald Trump did. You know, we could, because we don't have that marker. Mm -hmm. What we do have is a mental category of mob boss. (laughs) Like we, that's a part of the American imagination, the leader of a criminal enterprise. Oh yeah. The Godfather. Yeah. And we might romanticize that and and make movies about that, but we have a category that fits. Yeah. Oh, someone who breaks the law to yeah. uh, you know to, to for their own personal gain. Oftentimes they get brought down not by what they actually did, but you know, by some minor thing because the boss insulates themselves using underlings to to do their bidding, you know, at like, we've got a category for that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when criminal enterprise, we know how to talk about that. And when people, so when people, when the, the the mental shortcut that people will make is they hear Rico charge racketeering. This is what mob criminal enterprise. Like this is what the mob gets charged with. Oh, Donald Trump was the leader of a mob ring. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I get, I get that. I, you know, I, you know, Rudy Giuliani is Fredo. Okay. Okay. I get it. You know, like that, like, and that is actually, you know, I, there will be memes, you know, of Trump supporters, you know, you know, with Scarface and, um, uh, you know, all of that stuff, you know, in in the Godfather, uh, all of that. Uh, For sure. This is Trump's best bet is to be the now the outlaw. You know, we've we've been saying all along that there's a difference between criminals and outlaws. Criminals know what the laws are and break them. Outlaws don't believe there are any laws for them. That's that's they they live as if the laws don't apply. Donald Trump has always been an outlaw. Yes. If they can make him the outlaw candidate, not the law and order candidate. That's going to raise some money and it's going to get 30% of the American yeah. population feeling like their, their guy is sticking up for them against the big oppressive system. But, but the way it, when it's not enough to win an election. Right. And the this way, is going to be the real question. You know, we'll, we'll bring this up now that we're pushing into the, into the uh, primary season for Republicans. Can someone like DeSantis or Scott or, or Haley, can any of these people turn the ship enough to say, Hey, let's let's get off, you know, climb off the Trump boat and get onto my boat and let's not bring Donald Trump as the as the nominee. Can they make enough headway in enough places yeah. to make that happen? Yeah. And it, it there will be different tactics that will be used or it will be interesting. Asa Hutchinson has already come out, you know, strong and uh, uh, you know, saying that Donald Trump is unfit to be president and uh, to be reelected as, as president of the United States. Chris Christie, no doubt, will will 
will use much sharper language and will hit hard against Donald Trump. Then there will be others who will try to, you know, either cozy up or or try to, you know, be coy about it. And so I think they'll take different tacks. What will be interesting to see is, you know, what will be most attractive to Republican voters? And, yeah. you know, will it be the, okay, we want, I don't think they're going to take the, okay, we want the guy who's going strong yeah. at Trump. I think they're going to want the, like, can we get a kinder, gentler Trump? You know, right. like that, like that's what I think what they're going to want. And so who becomes that person is going to be interesting. Um, you know, but I think, I, I think the way that this real, I, I, I think the outlaw image helps Trump with his already devoted followers, sure. but I think it dramatically hurts him with those people who don't, you know, live and breathe this stuff like we do. The small percentage of people that don't want the president of the United States to be an outlaw. Yeah. Because, yeah. but the reason I, but I think this Georgia one hurts the most because it, it, it casts him in the image of, I mean, New York is, he's a rich guy trying not to pay taxes. Okay. That's, that's gross, but we all get that. We all want to pay as little in taxes as we possibly can. Florida, wait, wait. He's got boxes in his bathroom. We've got no category for this. Yes. We've got yeah, like, this we, we can't conceive it. None of us have done this. The people who have committed, like who have done what Donald Trump did in Florida are like Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Mike Pence. Like who has classified documents? This is bizarre. We can't conceive of it. DC, we can't conceive of it. Like we've, we've got no category for it. Yeah. Georgia, mob boss. Like, oh, we we get that. And this is the one that hurts him the most. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, look, and uh, uh, David Johnson in the from the Facebook yeah. chat has a little comments. Uh, and this comes up a lot with Trump and with Trump supporters saying, mm -hmm. have you guys started talking about Biden's corruption yet? And then there's another yeah. comment saying that, yeah. that uh, Joe Biden is the real outlaw. <clears throat> look, as soon as Joe Biden has a federal or state charge brought against him, we will talk about it for sure. In fact, we even talk about it when Representative Comer and jacketless Joe Jordan bring up the accusations. <laughs> and then there's nothing there. So, yeah, David, Jim, for yeah. sure. Yeah. We don't want anyone who's an outlaw to receive the support of any yeah. common good voter. For sure. Yeah. 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 And there's a huge I, it, difference between federal state charges brought by grand juries inside of a judicial system and what people on Fox News or what people in a congressional hearing are saying that witnesses have said, and then you read the witness transcripts and that's not what they said. So as soon as that happens, absolutely. So if you yeah. don't want Joe Biden to be president, David, because he's an outlaw, then you can't possibly want Donald Trump to be president because he's an outlaw. So if you can't vote for either outlaw, fair enough. This has been a vote common good pitch all along. Mm -hmm. You don't have to vote for Joe Biden, but you right. sure shouldn't be voting for Donald Trump. Yep. And you can make that choice. If you're mm -hmm. gonna say, oh, I, I'm just gonna pick my outlaw, okay. okay. 
Now, I don't grant Just that be honest, Biden is Just, an outlaw at all. Yeah. But if he yeah. is, turns out, then I won't be voting for him either. So th this, this is the difference between media accusations mm -hmm. and when Donald Trump was president and his Justice Department looked into the things you're calling as criminal behavior from Joe Biden, they couldn't find anything there. So we didn't get charges then. There aren't charges now. Yep. So we'll just wait on that one. Yep. Uh, but if you can't wait, David, because you're sure, I get it, then I don't know, maybe you're going to pick Bernie or maybe you're going to pick Elizabeth um, Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Maybe you pick somebody, somebody I mean, else to vote for. Maybe you pick I mean, RFK. Robert, RFK, Robert. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got yeah. some options. Marianne Williamson. But don't tell me. Marianne Williamson. Running again. But, uh, yeah, but, but, but don't, Gavin Newsom. But don't tell us, uh, oh, I'm now just picking between outlaws. Right. Yeah. So and if, if you're going to put Trump in that and Biden in the same category, fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and we talk about this stuff a lot. David, always glad to have you around. Now, for the rest of us who are like, oh, there's a difference between federal grand juries and state grand juries, because here's the thing about the system is corrupt. And then I'm going to finish on this little soliloquy. We now would have to have criminal corruption in the justice system at the federal level at the New York state level, and now at the Georgia level. You would have to have grand juries and judges who are willing to break the law and trump up charges against Donald Trump and 18 other people in Georgia in order to get these indictments. A prosecutor or a district attorney can't just make up charges. They have to have evidence that has to be brought before a grand jury that has to be signed off on by a judge. All of those people have to be corrupt, all of them. So it's possible that there are hundreds and hundreds of corrupt people yeah. all across the system who are willing to break the law and break their own moral conscience just in order to have fake charges brought against Trump that then later a jury who also will be corrupt would also corruptly prosecute him. That's one option. Or the other is Donald Trump has been leading a criminal enterprise, has been caught, and the justice system is doing what it does. Yeah. I think there's two really clear options here. Yeah. But the idea I, well, that somehow all of these people across multiple states in the federal government are willing to lie and cheat only to be thwarted by Donald Trump's brilliant legal minds that say, but it's free speech. And then they say, oh, foiled again by free speech. Boy, we did all of this corruption and we didn't know that free speech was the get out of jail free card for Donald Trump. It's so bizarre, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. oh, you didn't know that a judge said one time that what a president says and is about the items in his sock drawer. This is literally an argument under, you know, about Bill Clinton. But when he talks about it's in his sock drawer, he can say anything like it is just madness to believe that the entire system is corrupt and inept. Doug, but Donald Trump is rising above it all. Doug, I, I, that is, yes, but what, you're, but what you're describing is the complete Trump narrative. Yeah, of, there's a deep state. Yes. And Trump is there to fix it. To like, fix it. I, so, like, no, so I, what, I, like, I know what you're what you're saying that is like, there's no way that a grand jury in New York, an independent grand jury in New York, there's no way an independent grand jury in Florida, there's no way an independent grand jury in DC, 
there's no way an independent grand jury in Georgia all would be singing from the same sheet music. Yeah. And we got like that, that, that just logically makes no sense. And the response of people is deep state, deep yeah. state. Of course it is. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So let, and let me, let me say this. Um, a independent, a, a special prosecutor, an independent counsel has been appointed in the Hunter Biden case. And may, mm -hmm. like, can we, can we just be clear that uh, if Jared Kushner was being indicted, we wouldn't probably be doing a special podcast today. If Jared Kushner had been indicted last night or Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump had been indicted last night. I doubt that Doug and I would be on the air right now talking about it. I think what we'd say is, you know, we're in Chicago, we're doing this Parliament of World Religions thing. We're going to take the week off. Like, we'll talk about we'll talk about that next week because yeah. it's like it's important. It's talk worthy. We would crack jokes and laugh about it, no doubt. But we wouldn't be like stopping yeah. what we we're doing and coming on the air early, like shifting our schedules around because Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner are not president of the United States. It's right. Hunter Biden is not president of the United States. It's not the same thing. Now, so, I get it. But to a, be clear, what counsel. David and others are mentioning is Hunter Biden is in co in is a co-conspirator with Joe. Uh, That's their argument. But again, we can cross that bridge of outlaw presidents when we get there. Yes. We currently have one. Yes. Let's let's spend a little time figuring out the Rob. You've probably totaled it up. Are we at 110 indictments? I, I don't. I don't know the Donald number Trump right 80? now. I'm, Somebody needs to count. There are so many charges against Donald Trump now. The, I mean, a real overachiever that guy. Oh, I know. I, I this is you know they talk in sports about records that will never be broken. <laughs> I feel like this is like a record that'll never be broken. Well, if we stop now, this will be a record short podcast live stream for us. So I think Listen, we should do it under Alex, 50 minutes. Can, yeah. Can I, can I just reply to Alex there here? There's the record. Okay. Al Alex, um, yeah. who, who just said on a lighter side, I like your haircut, Rob. Alex, thank you so much for noticing. Um, <laughs> there, there goes producer Dan. Um, I three weeks ago, I got the worst haircut of my life. Yeah, I remember. And oh, it was bad. It was I bad. it was bad. And I it, and so I went back to my normal person and said to her, Hey, uh, the guy that cut my hair three weeks ago because I needed it cut for a thing I was happening and I was gonna have some pictures taken and blah blah blah. Um, he did a terrible job. And uh she fixed it. And just really, really thankful. And my wife looked at me this morning and said, wow, your hair really does look better. So thank you for noticing, Alex. I appreciate that. And there's the hair update by Rob Ryersey. <laughs> and I scheduled my next haircut for six weeks from now. See, now that is newsworthy. The people who put on their calendar a date for a haircut. Yeah. I really feel the world is divided into two groups. Those who shut the ringer off when there are podcasts going on, those who don't, and then yeah. those who 
schedule their haircuts ahead of time versus, yeah. oh, I think I need to go get my haircut. And yeah, so, uh, September 25th. One is not better than the other, uh, but they just really do define two, yeah. two different kinds of people. September like 25th at noon. Wow, that is, that is, that is a level of self-care that I, I long for someday. So congratulations, <laughs> and we'll mark it on our calendar. And my gosh, I hope it's a Monday, so you come in with a fresh. With a fresh I, I, I believe it is. Yes. All right. Thanks all for being a part of this. And if you're in Chicago, come over to the McCormick Place and find the Vocom Good Booth at the Parliament of the World Religions. We're going to have a lot of interviews and and stuff coming out of this little uh, little Parliament. Um, I don't know why I say it like with a British accent. Maybe it's because I'm mocking both the British parliamentary system and the name of this event, but uh, <laughs> the room, uh, Rob, has 10,000 seats in it. This is an enormous event. Uh, so, I, right, I can't you. wait to be there. I will see you Thanks tomorrow. Alex Yabbitz, uh, David, D Animals, 1965, Linda, uh, and hello from uh, Brandon and producer Dan and hey. other Chicago. Hey, boys. Other Chicagoites while we're inside of an Airbnb farm here in Chicago where they've taken over a whole building and just built out little Airbnb <laughs> units um, with creepy empty cabinets. Uh, so Dan we'll getting you. love in the chat. We'll see y'all later. Oh yeah. Doug, you are all about the Russian home. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll see you later. Okay. Bye. <laughs>